it's sunday april 4th welcome to a new episode of bazaar i'm your host sid and joining me in the studio today is utsav mukherjee a very good friend of mine and a practicing lawyer in delhi you know whenever i have any doubts regarding any legal issues going on in india or even globally utsav is my go to guy because he can break down legal concepts in a very easy to understand way and that's why i bring him you know on on bazaar because uh, whenever there are any legal issues or legal news that i want to cover then you know utsav is is the person for me so utsav uh, really happy to have you back on the show hi good evening siddharth it's great to be here again yeah and this week you know we are going to be talking about the recent changes in information technology rules so this episode is going to be it's it's not going to be your standard bazaar episode this will be more deep diving into the legal aspects of changes in the information technology rules and you know the implications on social media companies digital news agencies and also ott platforms like netflix amazon hotstar to just give you a bit of context up to now the social media and the digital news uh, industry was you know largely unregulated like there was no mechanisms in place or clear cut regulations defining the processes let's say that you know some controversy was ongoing in the social media platforms there was no mechanism in place that would address that controversy and it would instruct the social media platform on the decisions or the the grievance process that needs to take place so this is going to change with the new it rules which were notified on 25th february 2021 you know these regulations are i think a welcome move for the government i think it'll give the government more power to regulate content in india but we'll also be looking at some of the negatives of these changes in the later stages so utsav what are some key changes that have been introduced for social media intermediaries well some of the main changes are with regard to content takedown with regard to grievance addressal structure which has now been established also for social media companies uh, regulations regarding ott and online news which were not there earlier also uh, regarding originators of content tracking them down and in general about rules for it which were also there in 2011 but have now been expanded upon and new dimensions have been added with these new rules of 2021 yeah and how will these like i understand that you've given us a summary of changes so there is the regulation regarding content takedown then appointment of compliance officers they would have to also publish compliance reports tracking down the original source of information in a few cases the, these are the the points actually i think the major points that have been introduced in these new it rules but you know beginning from like just going one by one so what are these changes like and you know how how are they going to impact the social media companies out there well definitely uh, these are some these are some things which will uh, affect the very functioning of these companies so before we delve into the compliance requirements specifically for social media companies let me first explain what in general an intermediary is so an intermediary is basically an entity which acts as a platform over which content is transmitted or on which content is uploaded by its users so the intermediary itself does not create this content and neither does it modify the same so it just hosts the content one can say so one of the major changes that has been brought about is that these intermediaries are now 
like explicitly allowed to take down content on their own so earlier after the shreya singh judgment with the supreme court mm. uh, these entities were explicitly allowed to take down content after receiving a court order or government notification in fact they were required to not just allowed to they were required to and still are required to take down content upon receiving a government or court order but the law is silent on what would happen if they voluntarily took it down themselves upon monitoring and finding out something unlawful or upon receiving a complaint say from a user so now what happens is that so just interrupting you here i i do remember that facebook twitter all of these platforms did take down content before but what you're saying is that they had to wait for a government order like they they could not take down content themselves before that's not the case actually they were but it was this law silent on it so sometimes it would lead to debate among experts whether these entities would still be considered intermediaries they were actively monitoring and taking down content on their own so now the law is clear on it that they would not lose their intermediary status the only requirement for an entity to be an intermediary is that it itself does not create the content which is being hosted on its platform or it it does not modify the content but if it finds out that there is some unlawful content or against the intermediary guidelines and it can now take it on its own also and it's still required to do so by law if it receives a court order or government order so that's one of the major changes and what do you think are going to be the implications of this change like you know how is this going to affect the social media company and as well as the the users who post content online well you see it's actually in line with the evolving legal systems around the world such as in the european union and other places where they're slowly framing laws in such a manner so as to ensure that these entities actually actively monitor the content and prevent unlawful material from circulating the all these legal systems are clarifying that yeah there shall be intermediaries and uh, since they themselves have not generated this content and they should actively monitor the same so uh, this is a step in the right direction i believe as this will help ensure that you know unlawful things such as pornography child pornography in that sense or something which is uh, which is against the laws of the country uh, will not be freely circulating and these uh, entities are they will have the discretion to remove it on their own even without a court order and is every thing. is every social media company covered under these regulations like i mean does every social media company have to take down content themselves or is there any like bifurcation between like only big social media companies have to take down and like small companies don't have to do it like is there any sort of bifurcation between that no so this particular rule is applicable to all intermediaries and not just social media companies which is that the implication is greater for social media companies such as twitter or facebook which have millions of posts being uploaded on them every day by the users so now with regard to classifications of social media companies like what you are saying that you know what rules will be applicable to which entity so new terms have been coined in fact under these rules called uh, social media intermediary that is any intermediary which enables online interaction between users and significant social media intermediary is also a new term which means any social media intermediary having the number of users which is greater than the threshold prescribed by the central government so this threshold has been prescribed to be 50 lakh users or more so that means a company such as facebook which has more than 50 lakh users in india would uh, be considered or generally more than 50 lakh users would be considered a significant social media intermediary and then there's a certain set of compliances which are applicable to just significant social media intermediaries Yeah I mean just before we move on to the regulations like the other regulations my question to you is that if someone publishes genuine content and let's say it is politically insensitive and 
you receive a court order you receive a government order then what happens like is the social media company still bound to take down that content or can this be addressed in some other way like my well, point is how uh, will this affect freedom of speech going forward that is definitely a concern which has arisen in several quarters as to the potential of misuse of such rules requiring social media entities i mean the thing is that these rules were there earlier in that sense that even before court order or government order uh, would require entities to take down content but now what has happened is that they have inserted some very specific terms uh, explicitly in the rules such as so any content cannot be hosted and has to be removed within 36 hours upon receiving notification if it is against the territorial sovereignty and integrity of india or if it's uh, against uh, national security or friendly relations with foreign states so these specific terms being explicitly included in the rules uh, which yeah. were earlier more in a scattered sort of like they're still there but now they're just been more explicitly put out there in these rules are making people feel that there's potential for misuse anything can be considered to be against the national interest and even a material which goes against say uh, the party in power <laughs> and uh, definitely that is but i mean i i honestly don't have any any specific political opinions about one or the other party i feel that there's always potential for misuse i mean but we still need to have laws right definitely and at bazaar we refrain from getting into any political comments we we don't want to say anything against any political party because this is a finance podcast so we don't care you know what politically what's happening in the country how that affects business is something we are interested in so moving on i think we've covered the content takedown piece in a good way what are the other changes that are covered like that are notified in the it rules well so there are some significant compliance requirements has been introduced for for these say significant social media intermediaries specifically which says that they have to have a chief compliance officer who will be held liable for any content which goes against the rules being up, uh, being uploaded on the platforms or not following due diligence requirements and then they have a nodal officer for communication with all law enforcement agencies they also have a grievance addressal officers to take into consideration complaints then there's a new requirement that they have to publish compliance reports every 6 months of mentioning what content they have taken down and disabled access to so there there are a couple of requirements here yeah so just let me take a step back here when you say that the chief compliance officer which is a requirement now for social media companies to appoint will be head liable what do you mean by that well this means that if there's any content uh, being uploaded by third party on the platform of the intermediary that is a third party being the users and which is not in accordance with the requirements under the rules which goes against them so then this chief compliance officer can be held liable if he doesn't follow the rules and take down this content upon receiving the government or court order or if he uh, violates other rules I mean is that right how how can an employee of a company be held liable for something which is being done by the company i mean i understand that his role is to ensure that no violations with the it rules happen but is that a correct law to put in place like you just making an employee of a company liable how will that guy pay the money like how will that guy pay the fines if if it's a a million dollar fine or a 5 million dollar fine how, how does this work out like is is this even a correct law to put in place in the first In, in the first place yeah absolutely right and this specific rule is i mean absolutely terrible to put in in, in this context because if you look at uh, the common law principle applicable in common law jurisdictions such as india 
is that vicarious liability, which means that an employer is held liable for the acts of the employee and not the other way around. Say, for example, in very simple terms, if uh, your driver is driving the car and your driver hits somebody, but he's your employee, so you can be held liable. But your driver can't be held liable for what you do, right? And that, that which is why these there's a major flaw in the specific rule holding the chief compliance officer liable. And even practically, it's it's not possible for him to pay hefty fines on his own. So the, yeah, that's an issue. I mean, I don't think anyone would want to be in that position. It's going to be very difficult for these companies like Facebook. It's riddled with controversies. It's it's going to be a difficult task to appoint someone to take up the mantle of a chief compliance officer. It's going to be interesting how that pans out. And, you know, moving on. So I think there's also one change. I think we were discussing this pre-show that these companies will also be obligated to trace the original source of information if they get a court order of or if the government wants, like if there is a sensitive data or sensitive news that's ongoing, then the social media companies are also bound to trace the original source of information. Uh, yeah, in fact, but that rule is specifically applicable to messaging apps and the rules specify significant social media intermediaries being messaging apps, just say WhatsApp. So they'll have to uh, trace the first originator of the content upon a court or government order being received. And this is to basically curb the spread of hate speech or uh, something which leads to crimes such as mob lynchings, which has happened in the past through spread of WhatsApp messages. And law enforcement agencies, in fact, have really welcomed this move, but then there are other concerns with it. Uh, there yeah, are many concerns, I mean, in fact. I think the major concern is end-to-end encryption, right? Because if you want to trace the original source of information, then you have to break that end-to-end encryption. And doesn't that violate privacy? Like, I understand that there are no set privacy laws in place in India at this point. It's It's still a bill, but isn't it a fundamental right? And like, how it's going to work out? If, if you're going to be violating end-to-end encryption, then I think it, it could generate a lot of backlash as well. Definitely, definitely. Because the problem is the rules say that any uh, tracing of first originator would have to be in accordance with the encryption rules, which is a separate set of rules. But it doesn't actually specify how this can actually be even made possible without breaking end-to-end encryption. Because another concern is that all these companies, just Signal or WhatsApp, will have to rework their models to enable this tracing the first originator of content and that also tracing the first originator of content within the territory of India. So say somebody generates a message in UAE and it sends them to India and so they will trace the first originator in India and this is a violation of privacy being a fundamental right, breaking end-to-end encryption, all of that is is a bigger problem because there's no privacy law in place in India like the privacy bill hasn't yet become an act. So in the absence of such a, such legislation, these rules are a problem. It could be a controversy, like it could be a controversial rule going forward, I feel. The privacy advocates actually who practice are saying that it's a major problem breaking end-to-end encryption. All right. So if you had to give your personal opinion on these IT rules regarding the social media companies, the pros and cons out there, like what would be your personal evaluation of these changes like what do you think are some positives and negatives that could arise out of these changes i mean there's a number of concern like if you just ask me about see the automated filters so automated filters are required to be put in right they say that this is being done to block out child sexual abuse and rape videos circulating which is which i feel is absolutely necessary and 
even before these rules were enacted long ago in in one case called sabo matthew george versus some some companies and the supreme court had said that automated filters should be put in place to filter prenatal sex determination advertisements now that was a great move and putting this into the rules is also a good idea the only problem being that they'll have to store and analyze large amounts of customer data which is again flying in the face of privacy and another problem being that the filters sometimes over censor they might even block out some genuine content which is not unlawful so these kind of problems arise but we still do need rules to to help um, block out say uh, content which showcases child pornography or rape videos stronger filters do need to be put in place such as that the ai needs to be developed better to ensure that it doesn't censor out something which is genuine or normal or lawful yeah and like apart from the administrative requirements you know the process of setting up a chief compliance officer grievance officers all of these administrative expenses that these companies have to incur i also think it's going to have a big financial impact because they have to be like very careful of the content that they host on their platform and if there's anything controversial it has to be taken down so you know any advertisements that are in violation of these it rules they have to be taken down immediately like 36 hours is not a lot of time so that's going to cause a dip in revenues we've already seen like during covid these companies have taken a hit because not a lot of people are using these platforms to advertise and market because they want to save that marketing dollar but if these rules make it difficult to advertise difficult to generate excitement or you know if advertisements are being taken down on a regular basis because they are detrimental or they are violating a particular rule or if if someone doesn't like them like if a particular section of the community you know complains against that advertisement then it would be a direct hit in the top line for these companies because ads is how they make their money and you know advertisements that generate excitement mostly most of them are quite controversial as well so if if you cannot post controversial stuff anymore and if it has to be taken down i think that will reduce creativity that will reduce flexibility and also you know ad revenues might take a hit uh, we're not sure of the exact financial impact but for example companies like telegram and signal they don't really have any offices in india like it, major offices are located outside india so they would have to set up a branch in india they have to appoint a compliance officer the ad- entire administrative piece is a again you know it's an additional financial burden for them and i think the the pros are that the government is taking an active interest in regulating this industry because it is it was highly unregulated but again the the disadvantages are that you know freedom of speech and privacy these are some things which could be violated like if if you implement the tracing of the original source of information or if you take down content which was actually genuine which should not have been taken down then the question that arises is how are you ensuring that freedom of speech and privacy which are fundamental rights of any citizen in the country they are maintained so i think these two big questions are something which the government needs to address not only that it's also about certain things say ott and online news which have been brought under the ambit of these rules are actually outside the ambit of the information technology act itself so legally they shouldn't be under covered by these rules because there's no specific legislation for ott so it can't be just brought under the it rules and even the court recently in one case it said that uh, something regarding tandav these uh, rules lack teeth 
that they can't really be implemented effectively and that is also a major flaw with them and like you said that balancing privacy free speech along with uh, monitoring of unlawful content is very important to strike the right balance between the two yeah and like you mentioned ott platforms and digital news so like i don't think this was there before but now they also have to like set up a three level grievance process so again you know this is like additional administrative requirement for them and just the implementation of it will be a big pain in the a so now what they have to do is like if you're netflix you have to appoint a internal grievance officer which will take care of all the complaints that you get from anyone like anyone who who feels that this content should be taken down or you know this is something which is very sensitive and it is something which should not be published then you need to appoint a separate officer for that like it will be his job to ensure that netflix complies with all of these uh, regulations and make sure that you know all of these grievances are addressed on time and that's not it i mean if if the guy who made made that complaint is not satisfied with the grievance officer at netflix he can then push this complaint to the next level which is the oversight body which is you know it, it's an independent body constituted by association of these entities i mean you know they will also have more power like they'll they will supersede the grievance officer at netflix so if this oversight body tells you the complaint that was made was correct and this content should be taken down or you know some part of it should be censored then netflix has to comply with it and there is another level so forget about the oversight body if if the oversight body is also in favor of netflix in this case the the guy who made the complaint can still take it another level and he can push it to the third level which is the interministerial committee which is a government body basically so what these rules do is give the government a chance to regulate and they they have the power to regulate news and content out there which is just insane i feel like unofficially it used to happen before we know that politics is involved with you know digital media and everything but now these rules they give an official way of government to regulate media what what do you think about that like what are the implications of that that is that is a major concern in fact for uh, for a lot of people that there's going to be a political pressure being exerted on these platforms the, i think the whole thing is about i mean this is something even there in, in other countries uh, where they feel that big tech is gaining too much prominence there's a conflict between big tech and governments and governments are also sort of you know the right that these uh, platforms need to be monitored and uh, what what content they're putting out there needs to be you know responsibly overseen but that shouldn't be at the cost of us not getting unfiltered genuine content which is you know critical of of the government where it needs to be because end of the day we are a democracy it's very important that so even this podcast for instance say we say something which uh, something which goes against the central government so if if that kind of censorship and control is there it's very dangerous for a democracy yeah that's why we don't say anything political on the podcast <laughs> just in case anyone from the government is listening <laughs> but i i do believe that this is an insane level of uh, regulation in place i mean three levels what's the need of it involving the government to regulate content might not be the best of moves because that would really impact the ott industry as well because let's say for example the guy who made sacred games he wants to create something of the same sort in the next year and he invests around 
$50 million to create another sequel of Secret Games. When that web series is published on Netflix, let's say, you know, 50,000 people are offended by it. Like they they want this series to be shut down. They, they don't want it to be run, right? So they will probably approach the grievance officer at Netflix. Let's say the grievance officer says that it's, you know, it's not in violation. Then they will go to the oversight body. Oversight body is also okay. Like they have no issues with that. But then when they go to the third level, inter-ministerial committee, and that committee decides that, you know, 50,000 people, we cannot, political purposes, let's, you know, not take the risk and let's shut this web series down. Then as an industry, as a media and entertainment industry, that's going to be a big damper for them, isn't it? Like, what do you think? Definitely. I mean, and in this in today's day and age when the conventional movie theaters are suffering financially and OTT is, you know, there's still a lot of business being generated, content being put out there. So we don't want the, this industry to take a hit to for its creativity and freedom to be hampered. In general, also as a citizen, I would say that there needs to be a balance, like I said before, curbing something unlawful and putting and just putting curbs and content which might not, uh, you know, be appealing to certain members of society or certain members of government. Yeah, and like not only the grievance redressal thing, but I think the OTD platforms also have to classify their content into separate categories now, like which is again a very, it's an additional task for them. Can you, can you pinpoint like exactly what are these classifications that OTD platforms have to do? Well, I think that is actually something that is arising from, you know, concern with, with a lot of parents. Like myself, I remember that, you know, watching shows like Mirzapur with my parents and my father sort of, you know, finding it strange that the kind of obscene language or scenes that they use. And, you know, as a young person, I, I really are, I'm, I'm not bothered. And I feel that adults can watch shows like that together. But definitely people with young children, for them, it will be a problem. And which is why now these entities are required to, you know, put out classifications or based on age. They have to divide it into categories, say some shows which will only be viewed by adults so that will get an A rating, then shows which can be viewed by people uh, aged 13 and above so that will get a UA 13 plus rating. For instance, if you're you're younger than 13 and you're watching a UA 13 plus program, there'll be an age verification mechanism in place will have to be put in by the OTT to confirm your age and then only... Somebody above 13 can watch it. And if you're below 13, then you'll have to watch it in the company of somebody who's older than that specific uh, rating classification. But and, then it, uh, in, the, the workaround here is that, let's say I'm above 13 years old, like I'm 26. And if my nephew wants to watch something, I can just clearly log in in my own account and then I can just give him my phone and he can still watch it. So I think the implementation of these age verification mechanisms are going to be very difficult. Do you think the positives outweigh the negatives here in this particular case? Uh, I mean, definitely with regard to OTT, like I said earlier, it shouldn't even be within the IT rule. It doesn't fall, it doesn't fall within the IT Act ambit. They even have criteria for, for this classification. So something which it says specifically that something which has a darker or more unsettling theme. Say, for example, a show like Dexter or a movie like White Tiger would receive a higher classification rating. Uh, something which might go against the sentiments of a particular community will be uh, getting a higher classification rating. So, you know, I would understand that the classifications with regard to sexuality and violence or bad language, that, that still makes sense to me. But, you know, something which is critical of the practices of a particular community or something which is something which is a more serious theme if that receives too high a higher rating 
that isn't really great for for business for these ott players or for the filmmakers or the tv show creators which are putting their content out through these ott so i mean not only does it affect the otts but also these companies which actually produce these shows and movies because you know high ratings aren't really great for their business high ratings in terms of a higher age classification ratings not uh, not not ratings otherwise you people will be able to watch that would directly lead to a decrease in you know viewer viewership for them so it's not not good if they receive a higher rating in the classification front but yeah i mean the rules are out there they've already been notified i think these companies have to adhere to these uh, rules otherwise you know the penalties i think also will be huge and uh, i don't think these companies want to be on the bad side of the law so if you just if, like i know you've done a comprehensive research on these rules so what would be your evaluation of these rules like you know a brief overview of the negatives and the positives what would be your complete evaluation of these rules well if you ask me with regard to social media i feel that uh, some of the rules are still good say for instance uh, setting up a grievance redressal mechanism is good you know that has always been a concern and certain compliances like asking them to publish 6 month compliance reports actually makes a lot of sense you know it requires social media companies to explain in its report how many posts it has taken down and this way there a balance will be struck between yeah. you know ensuring that unlawful content is taken down and at the same time freedom of speech is not curtailed by these entities but some of the bad things are there like uh, the requirement to trace source originator of content without explaining how that will be possible without breaking end to end encryption because end to end encryption is uh, something very closely associ- associated with privacy which is a fundamental right you know as members of the legal system as a lawyer i would i would definitely like to say that these rules do need more review better public consultation was required before putting them out and i think the courts will probably well, when they interpret these rules in in some cases they'll probably point out the flaws and eventually we might even have uh, amendments by the legislators yeah. as greater concerns arise yeah it'll be interesting to watch how things take shape going forward because these rules have a lot of i think you know they're riddled with controversies especially the the one you mentioned you know tracing original source of information also i think holding the compliance officer liable for something which should be you know the company should be made liable but if an employee is made liable that it doesn't sound very logical to me i don't know i'm i'm not a lawyer but i again you know it doesn't sound logical to me so i think in the next few months if some controversies arise out of these rules then there's going to be court cases and i think they really need to get back to the drawing board and see the rules and you know how they can better align them like to make sure that you know everyone is on the same page so i mean yeah a lot of work still needs to be done but i think yeah it's it's a welcome move that they are working towards regulating this industry because it's it's you know riddled with controversies and there's no set mechanisms in place so i think that's one positive for me but from a financial point of view you know more regulations are never good for business so these regulations will hamper business they will hamper subscription growth they will hamper the content that you can put out there advertisements they will impact like production agencies ad agencies everyone involved in the media and entertainment industry is going to be affected by this and it's not good for business i mean more regulations are not a good sign for business so i mean if you're an ott player like netflix you wouldn't want to be you know highly regulated and 
it'll be interesting to see how they make sure that you know they still increase their subscription base how they keep maintaining that viewership count and you know keep producing quality content without violating these rules so yeah i mean tough times ahead for social media and <laughs> ott companies in india but let's see let's see how that pans out and uh, that's it for today's edition of bazaar utsav it was a pleasure to have you on the show likewise sadar and for people who are interested in finding more about these rules you know we will keep all of our research material in the description below you can check that out you know if you want to understand how these uh, rules function you know what what are the in depth analysis that's been done by other analysts out there we'll keep everything all of our research material in the description do check it out also i would suggest you know check out utsav's linkedin page because he writes some really quality legal you know he covers really good legal issues ongoing in the in the country and i think you will really like reading them so i'll keep utsav's linkedin profile as well in the description do check it out and let us know what you think of the show i mean if you have any suggestions if you want us to cover any legal aspects you know particular news or particular story that you feel that we should cover you can reach out to us or hit me up on twitter so take care and we'll see you next week